The following is a presentation of God Questions Ministries. What is glorification? The short answer is that glorification is God's final removal of sin from the life of the saints, that is, everyone who is saved, in the eternal state. Romans 8, verse 18. At Christ's coming, the glory of God, His honor, praise, majesty, and holiness will be realized in us. Instead of being mortals burdened with a sin nature, we will be changed into holy immortals with direct and unhindered access to God's presence, and we will enjoy holy commune with Him throughout eternity. In considering glorification, we should focus on Christ, for He is every Christian's blessed hope. Also, we may consider final glorification as the culmination of sanctification. Final glorification must await the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 6 verse 14 Until He returns, we are burdened with sin, and our spiritual vision is distorted because of the curse. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 12 Every day we should be diligent by the Spirit to put to death what is earthly in us. Romans 8, verse 13. How and when will we be finally glorified? At the last trumpet, when Jesus comes, the saints will undergo a fundamental, instant transformation. We shall all be changed, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51. Then our perishable bodies will put on imperishable immortality. Verse 53. Yet 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18 clearly indicates that, in a mysterious sense, We all, in the present, with unveiled face, are beholding the glory of the Lord, and are being transformed into His image from one degree of glory to another. Lest anyone imagine that this beholding and transformation as part of sanctification is the work of especially saintly people, the Scripture adds the following caveat, For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. In other words, it is a blessing bestowed on every believer. This does not refer to our final glorification, but to an aspect of sanctification, by which the Spirit is transfiguring us right now. To Him be the praise for His work in sanctifying us in the Spirit and in truth. John 17, verse 17. We should understand what Scripture teaches about the nature of glory, both God's unsurpassed glory and our share in it at His coming. God's glory refers not merely to the unapproachable light that the Lord inhabits, 1 Timothy 6, verses 15 and 16, but also to His honor, Luke 2, verse 13, and holiness. The you referred to in Psalm 104, verse 2, is the same God referenced in 1 Timothy 6, verses 15 and 16. He is clothed with splendor and majesty, covering Himself with light as with a garment. When the Lord Jesus returns in His great glory to execute judgment, He will do so as the only Sovereign, who alone has eternal dominion. Created beings dare not gaze upon God's awesome glory. Like Ezekiel and Simon Peter, Isaiah was undone, devastated by self-loathing in the presence of the all-holy God. After the seraphim proclaimed, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of His glory, Isaiah said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Isaiah 6, verse 4. Even the seraphim showed that they were unworthy to gaze upon the divine glory, covering their faces with their wings. God's glory may be said to be heavy or weighty. The Hebrew word kabod literally means heavy or burdensome. 
Most often, the scriptural use of kabod is figurative, that is, heavy with sin, from which we get the idea of the weightiness of a person who is honorable, impressive, or worthy of respect. When the Lord Jesus became incarnate, he revealed both the weighty holiness of God and the fullness of his grace and truth, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1 verse 14. The glory revealed by the incarnate Christ accompanies the ministry of the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 7. It is unchanging and permanent. The previous manifestations of God's glory were temporary like the fading effluence of God's glory from Moses' face. Moses veiled his face so that the hard-hearted Israelites might not see that the glory was fading, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 12. But in our case, the veil has been removed through Christ, and we reflect the glory of the Lord and seek by the Spirit to be like Him. In His high priestly prayer, the Lord Jesus requested that God would sanctify us in His truth, that is, make us holy, John 17, verse 17. Sanctification is necessary if we are to see Jesus' glory and be with Him in eternal fellowship. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Verse 24. If the glorification of the saints follows the pattern revealed in Scripture, it must entail our sharing in the glory, that is, the holiness, of God. According to Philippians 3, verses 20 and 21, Our citizenship is in heaven, and when our Savior returns, He will transform our lowly bodies to be like His glorious body. Although it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, we know that when He returns in great glory, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. 1 John 3, verse 2. We will be perfectly conformed to the image of our Lord Jesus and be like Him in that our humanity will be free from sin and its consequences. Our blessed hope should spur us on to holiness the Spirit enabling us. Everyone who thus hopes in Him purifies himself as He is pure. 1 John 3, verse 3. God Questions Ministry seeks to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by providing biblical answers to today's questions. Online at gotquestions.org.